You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. What's up, patrons? It's the Draft Show King, the $100 Vansky, and the star of At Odds with Wrestling, the man Adam Van. Joe Sposto is on assignment this week, so that leaves me holding down the fort here at soon-to-be-named network main campus. And while Joe's away, Adam will podcast. So I present to you the first in a possibly continuing series of interview shows hosted by yours truly. These will not be conversations with Adam. No, no, that title seems hastily thrown together. Instead, you're about to listen to the very first episode of an Adam Van special. Enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? For this Patreon-exclusive premiere episode, I want to have someone on the show who is somehow an even bigger influencer in the toy community than me, if that's even possible. I don't even think that's possible to find somebody that's that's a bigger name in podcasting and in toy collecting than me. But I have on the show every Major Mark's favorite Major Mark Shawnee Caulfield. What's going on, buddy? How are you? <laughs> At least I I think that, that I'm their favorite major ball. <laughs> I think good, so. Brother. How are you? How are you? I'm man? doing awesome. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, no worries. So first things first, I said when we were talking offline that I was going to ask you the hard-hitting questions. You said, don't hold back. You're an open book. Yep. So I want to get uh, right off the rip. How many death threats did you personally send to South? <laughs> I, I, honestly, it might have been. It was so much that my thumbs were numb. <laughs> <laughs> that like my, my I couldn't I couldn't even like uh, I, I tried to pick up a soda the next day and I oh. had to grab it like this. <laughs> <laughs> you worked it and down for to those the yeah, for those who are, are are not watching the video, if it's audio, I'm just holding a Gatorade with four of my fingers and leaving my thumb out. <laughs> but yeah, that that was uh, man, what a catastrophe that was, right? Like, I just can't believe that a company, and uh, I had posted that I grew up with kids like him, and uh, in Brooklyn, uh, there's you know uh, we're 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 more street smart than the rest of the world, in my opinion, in most, most places, I would say, because we grow up and you grow up going out at a young age by yourself, taking the bus, taking the train by yourself. You kind of learn those things where like I live in Long Island now, like my kids don't really have to do that. They, they, they get a bus or they get driven places. So like, you don't have to think much, right? Like, but when you're a young kid in Brooklyn, you're constantly on like, you know, uh, aware of everything. And, uh, and it's just, uh, you know, you just, it's just bound to you that you're street smart. Uh, not everybody is obviously right. But if you mm -hmm. grow up and know what to look for, 
then you you get that street smartness. But obviously, this guy Sal from Rush got no smartness. Okay, so uh, I I first of all. He messed. He, there were so many mess ups on this thing that I don't even. I'm go, trying to go through my brain on where to start, and I can't even like juggle how many times one person can mess up. People could say Sean Ning, uh, you know, um, he didn't have the uh, trademarks and stuff that that uh, like you know that he should have had. Right, he, he had them in China and not uh, USA. But yeah. he did. He never said he had the trademarks. That he never lied. He just didn't put that information out there. So yes, it's not right. But like he didn't lie to us. He never lied to us. And that's why I gave him more of a break than Sal because Sal knowingly lied, then lied to cover up the lie, and then lied to cover up the lie to cover up the lie, and then it just never stops. Yeah. I listened to I, the interview. What was it? Uh, Three Points of Articulation was the podcast. Yeah, and Jamie Willis. Yeah, yeah. It, it was so uncomfortable but I couldn't turn it off. <laughs> Same year. It was like a car accident, right? Yeah. Like, yeah I shouldn't Jamie be looking. did a great job. Jamie did a great job interviewing him. I felt like he stayed fair. And part of being a good podcaster is letting the guest talk. Well, uh, I, I will say, obviously, you are well known by a lot of people in the major pod community. You're well known by the hosts. You're known by uh, Broski and Brian and Smart Mark. Uh, they all know who you are. You've hosted an episode of Major Rewind. You've done an introduction for the pod and more. But I think that at odds with wrestling listeners will know you best as someone who helped unselfishly, by the way, spread the word of the gender neutral monarch tournaments and not only get that over, but help swoggle defeat Jeff Jarrett. You stopped an injustice from happening. And I, I just want to thank you for that. And uh, get your thoughts on that. So when you had asked me, Shawnee, uh, Swaggle is getting beat down right now. We need some help. Can you share this? I was like, of course, Dylan's my buddy. And uh, I was like, we can't have that. You're my buddy. And I was like, we can't have that happening. Like, come on. They're like, I love I love both these guys. So we kept I kept sharing it over and over, which is not like me. I don't spam like that. But uh, I felt like it was like for a good cause. And I'm so happy that Jeff Jarrett didn't win. Yeah. I, I tell you, for the millions of people listening at home that are thankful that Jeff Jarrett got defeated, uh, those are the people that say Jeff Jarrett never loses. And in this one case, he did. So I'm very happy about that. But... He I'm, never drew a dime, by the way. He never <laughs> drew a million dime. guitars. Never, <laughs> drew, never drew a dime. No, I'm just kidding. I love Jeff. Uh, shout I out know, I know. Yeah, he's actually doing some of the best work he's done in his career at, at this age now, which is so impressive. You yeah, know, steroids are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> steroids, stem cells, all the yeah. same thing. <laughs> so, Shawnee, some people would call you a super fan or a money mark, what would you say is the perfect way to describe your involvement in the major pod community? Okay, so people that call me a money mark, uh, <laughs> I embrace it, I don't care. Um, at first I was buying two or three of everything when I got in the group for a long time, for like a year. I would say I stopped early this year um, because I, I got 
um, people see me selling stuff and they're like, you okay? You're going to leave the group. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, it's not that I, uh, I got very overwhelmed by collecting because I went too fast, too quick. Yeah. And I went against every rule that I should have had and did have. And, um, and it got to a point where people were like, Hey, you want this? And I was just buying it. So it wasn't a good, like I, you know, I've got rid of a lot of stuff now. I still have a, a good amount to go. Um, but I, you know, I love to support the major pod guys. I, I, I consider them friends. You know, I, I, I don't consider them friends. Like I could call them and an emergency and they're going to help me. I consider them friends and like, I know who they are and I, and I know that they're good people. And, uh, you know, uh, if Broski or Brian ever needed like a small favor or something that I would do it for them, you know, mm-hmm. Mark too. I was going to um, say, what's what about Marky? <laughs> yeah. Mark too. I, you know, I, it's funny. I, I have gotten to know Mark more in the last like year or so uh, at first. Cause Mark doesn't come to a lot of events uh, <laughs> that I go to cause he'll be with AEW when the boys are not there. So I, I met Mark a bunch of times. Don't get me wrong, but in the, in the recent past, like the last couple live shows, I've gotten to really know Mark and Tim very well. And I really like them. And, uh, they're really, really good people. And, but yeah, I mean, people look at me and they say, at first they saw me buying all that stuff and they were like, Oh, look at this guy. He just spends money. That's why the boys talk about him. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Like I, even if I didn't spend a dollar, I would, I would be the same person who I am. I haven't, I haven't to be a hundred percent transparent. I, I, I got out on Bendy's. Um, I didn't get the big rubber guys. I haven't really bought much because I, I, like I said, I felt overwhelmed yeah. and I'm still getting out of that stage. So I really haven't bought anything new in the last like nine months. Um, so, you know, people can think what they want. Uh, it's all bullshit. And um, in the beginning, if they called me that, I would have laughed and, and it wouldn't have affected me in any way because nothing anybody says to me unless it's about my family affects me. Uh, you could call me fat and, and call me whatever you want. I've heard it a million times. And and literally, it's like the most comical thing. Like, I call myself fat. So what are you going to call me? You know, it's like, it's like how Not- like Eminem. I was going to say, I don't even consider money mark an insult. You know, I, I think that like Tony Khan's a money mark. You yeah. know? So some, some people do, though. Some people do. Like, I'm sure, like, I think Conrad probably finds that, like, because he paid to hang out with the wrestlers. And mm-hmm. now, you know, like, so, but like, I would never pay to hang out with anybody. Right. So let's get like, that's one thing. Like, if I'm going to pay, it's going to be for merchandise or I'm not a ring gear guy. Like, I'm not a ring used guy, worn guy. Like I literally, it was strictly just toys and supporting the wrestlers that I like, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's it, man. I I found myself so I, I was uh, I don't want to say a hundred percent completist on major pod stuff like figures or whatever, but like I was buying a lot. Uh, I, I have been trying to cut back lately, I, especially when it comes to bendies. I'll just basically say to myself, you know, like for example, nothing wrong with the Macho Man bendy, awesome figure. But I'm like, I have, for the lack of a better word, I have real Macho Man figures. 
Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't need a, a, a bendy, you know, so like I'm trying to make rules and I'll ask you some more questions about your collecting and like your rules a little bit as we go. But I wanted to kind of let people know my first interaction with you, because we've been talking like through Instant Messenger for about a year now It's actually I wrote it down here. March of 2022 was the first time I talked to you. Wow. And this is the first time we're talking live, quote unquote. And yep. The first thing that I, the reason why I spoke to you is you did a Facebook uh, claim sale. Yes. And I bought something from you. Do you remember what it was? <sighs> you bought something from me. <laughs> oh my God. If I, if I remember this, put me in a hole. Of oh, I know. Hold I know. on. Let's see. Okay. Can you give me a hint? Was it a toy or? It, it's, it's a WWE action figure. It's an elite. Okay. Um, Kurt Hawkins. Uh, it wasn't you, but uh, <laughs> I don't think you're in the neighborhood, so I'm going to show you here. Show me, show this me. is an audio podcast, but I bought oh, you the smash. Yes, the Shockmaster. Yes, yes, Shockmaster Elite. I haggled with you for about a week on this, but <laughs> eventually, eventually, I got a good price. I got it. Uh, I gave it the jeweler's loop test. I give it a once over. It, it's in pretty darn good shape. Say about yeah. a nine out of ten. So uh, maybe you owe me a couple bucks on that. But <laughs> I immediately put it in a defender. This is something I was looking for for a while. Yep. Yeah. That. So that that figure. So I didn't watch WCW growing up because I was a WWE F kid, mm-hmm. and uh, th- that figure I didn't know about the whole Shockmaster incident until I became a part of the Major Pod, and like I started doing my deep dive research back into wrestling. And then learning about, you know, WWF and uh, I mean, w- WCW, ECW, like the things. I knew that they existed, but I never watched them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, going back and, like, learning about all these moments was so enthralling for me because, like, I was seeing them for the first time. And, yeah. like, so many wrestling fans wish they could see those things for the first time, right? So... Uh, when I got that figure, I got it because I thought it was just so funny how he comes. And then you hear the bulldog. He says something funny after he falls through the, um, I, I forgot exactly what he says, but you hear him in his accent, like what a dumbass or something (laughs) that holds that whole thing. Like, like think about, think about. Adam, like, think about how big that moment was, right? They're they're giving you this lead up to this character, and he's gonna be huge. He's like a new character from the future, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this big guy comes out and falls through the wall, and and, and it's over. Like, they can ne- no you from that point on, you can never take him seriously again. So yeah. like, all that hard work, and and like that in my brain made me get that figure uh so when i started selling some stuff that like was the like those type of items were the first to go like the ones that didn't have an emotional effect on me right where i just thought it was cool blah 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 you know but i don't need it right so yeah i remember i watched that segment live so i'm probably about 10 years plus older than you uh, so I, I remember watching that. It was either on WCW Saturday night or Sunday night or something like that. But I remember watching that live and being like, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> uh, I do have an emotional attachment to it. So I was looking for that for a while. 
And uh, Shawnee, you were the best price. So you beat out eBay. So thank you for that. But you're welcome. I usually do beat out these. Uh, oh, 100%. And, and, and sometimes people can say, like, I'm not the best with pricing. I try my best. Um, I do like some things like when it's like one of a four item and it's like, you can't get it anywhere else. Like I'm going to price it higher, obviously. Sure. And, and I, I've seen in the past, some people have an issue with that. And like I said, I don't give a shit, but the, the fact is I'm just stating it here. So people understand. So they don't waste their time. Um, complaining about it is when you have a, a rare item that is is a limited number item and you can't get anywhere else you are allowed to raise up the price on that item you know mm -hmm. and whether it's me selling it or you selling it or someone else selling it it, it is what it is I, I would never look at you wrong for doing that obviously it has to have some you're not going to say hey i have a zach Ryder so uh you know gnome and i'm charging ten thousand dollars for it you know what i mean but yeah you're you're in the gnome club right <laughs> yes i am i am in the gnome club it came broken i don't know if you remember that whole ordeal Do yeah. you remember that vaguely yeah so i ordered it uh this is just I, I so this is why i believe i was meant to be in the major pod group so i I found the podcast in like May or April of 2021. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it had been on, uh, I'd been watching some Mets videos because the, the season was about to start. And all of a sudden I see the suggested video and it's this guy named Brian Myers opening all of his starting lineup Mets figures. Oh and shit. That's, that's how, oh, okay. That, that was my first, so I start going through the, it's like, uh, I do my, my uh, deep dive YouTube's uh, videos at night. So mm -hmm. like, if I watch, like I'm big into like true, uh, true crime and like, uh, like catching like uh, predators and things like that. So like, I'll go on and I'll watch the next suggested video if I like it. So anyway, Brian's video came up on the major pod network. I clicked that and that started everything like the whole and then it took me it took me like almost five months to figure out what patreon was because <laughs> I, I, I i didn't know what patreon was i had no idea so i kept hearing the boys talk about it and i'm like you know what let me check like let me type in what patreon is so i typed it in and um i found it and i'm like oh my god okay so i subscribed to the highest thing the first week i'm I'm in there, right? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, oh, like, and I and I'm like, I'm so fresh back into it. And uh the first week I'm in there, Broski puts up a pair of his live worn sneakers. And he said uh he puts it up and he does a raffle. And there was like over like a hundred people in this raffle, like it sold out almost instantly. And it was the shoes he wore to the live 10, which was the last live show before I joined. And I put one or two uh, raffles in and I won them in my first week. Wow. I won my first raffle that I ever put in for. Then that's in like the, uh, um, October. Then in um, uh, December, I'm on, I'm online and I, I always looked at like, uh, Facebook marketplace for like Zack Ryder stuff or Kurt Hawkins stuff. So I had put in Zack Ryder in my searches. So I, 
at night, whatever, I would just click on, see if there anything new came up, and then I would just go back to my life. So mm-hmm. this night, I happened to press Zack Ryder, and all of a sudden, what comes up? And they were just talking about how like valuable these gnomes were. This gnome, this garden gnome, comes up on Facebook Marketplace for a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars, right? So I'm like, oh my god! I literally, I start to shake because I'm like, oh my god! I gotta click it. <laughs> like I couldn't click buy fast enough. So I click buy. Uh, I'm waiting for it to get delivered. I'm so excited. I'm like, this is like meant to be. I like, it's crazy. So it comes in the mail. I open it up. And I hear it, and I hear it shaking, and I'm like, fuck. So I open it up, and of course, it broke. She didn't even put a bubble wrap around it. It's literally ceramic. Like, all you had to do was tape it up with bubble wrap and put some stuffing in there, and she would have been fine. She literally put, like, it was like paper. Like, that's what she put in there. And I'm like, and I messaged her, and I said, hey, I just, I sent her a picture. I said, Hey, I, I don't want my money back, but I want you to know that like next time, if you're shipping something like this out, please put care into it. And I remember Brian read my, my response. Cause I had posted it and he's like, look, Shawnee, like is even nice. Even when <laughs> shit comes broke, you know? Yeah. And this was at a time where people thought I was being nice to get over. Like, no, I'm nice. Cause I'm a good person. Like, not because well, I want to get over, you know? No, I, I do want to bring this up. So speaking of you being nice, uh, so after I got the Shockmaster figure from you, so about maybe a month later, I get a letter in the mail, and it says it's from you. And I'm like, okay, I wasn't expecting anything from Shawnee. I didn't order anything else. Uh, maybe it's the refund on the figure only being a 9 out of a 10. Uh, but <laughs> I open up the envelope, and inside the envelope, I'm going to try to show it on camera. It's tough with the glare here, but I have a one of 50 Shawnee Caulfield rookie card. <laughs> so I get that in the mail and I'm like, okay, that's cool. And there's another card. There's two cards. Here. <laughs> and I got these out for the podcast today. This is the first time I'm looking at them in over a year. And I just realized, so there's a second card and it's autographed. And I knew it was autographed, but I'm looking at the back of it and it says it's a one of one. Yeah, yes. (laughs) So I did not know that until just now. So while I do appreciate it, uh, I am unemployed right now. So if there's any major marks out there, Shawnee Caulfield completists, this is now. (laughs) (laughs) So you want to know what's funny about that? So I had done that card release to donate to St. Jude's. I didn't keep any of the money. Um, I lost money because I had to pay for the cards. I had to pay Bo for the design. So, but it, uh, we end up raising like almost three hundred dollars for St. Jude's, and uh, it sold out in like forty-eight minutes. And uh, and for like someone, uh, it was just a man. It wasn't even about me. It was just about being able to help other people. And the fact that other people were interested in me um, made made me feel really nice. And um, and if anybody says that being like when people find you interesting enough to like you and uh, say good things about you, if anybody says that, that that's not a good feeling, they're lying to you, you know, um, it's a great feeling being loved, you know, um, and 
Uh, I, I, yeah, and I did those cards, and I did the one of one. So Bo had put one of one back there, but it's really not a one of one. I did a bunch of them. Oh, I'm cutting this on the podcast. This is so I, you are ruining my sales pitch. You son of a bitch. Yeah, you're gonna put that up, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, I have one too." <laughs> oh, I feel, I feel so I had did that, and I wanted everybody to have one that said like, uh, "You're loved" on it. Um, oh. So I had sent everybody, mostly everybody who bought one, or if I like you or whatever, I had sent everybody a card so that they could look at it if they weren't having a good day and uh, remember that they're loved. You know? No, that's awesome. But uh, I, I knew that you were up to something and you could not be nice. like I, i've been saying it for for over a year now and this has been a roller coaster of emotions that i don't know if i'm going to be able to recover from i i thought i had gold here uh you know we're getting into the cold season up here in the northeast as you know and this would have My been favorite an electrical bill but now i can't you know? oh man I don't know if I can I have, continue. I have a second card that might come out, uh, which um, Bo has stopped doing cards, but he, uh, we, we, I had, I had paid him for another card like a while back, so I might make the second card still. I'm not sure about it, but it's gonna be the same deal. We're gonna donate to a charity or whatever um, if we do the second card. That's awesome. Can I make a suggestion? Yes. It should say Shawnee Long Caulfield. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Feel free to that you can use that for free. <laughs> what, <laughs> what a big mess up. Uh, upper Deck is really bad, man, when it comes to card QC. They yeah. are like the worst, in my opinion. Like, I bought, uh, like, the last set that I bought before Metal, uh, it was so bad. Like, some of the cards were so badly damaged. And they were big hits, too, that I promised myself I would never buy another pack of AEW cards again, and I haven't. Yeah, I, I'm a big card guy, but, like, uh, they they do seem cheap, you know? Like, I, I haven't been able to get into them. I, I wanted to get some of my favorite guys, whether it be Eddie Kingston or Orange Cassidy, um, but I'm just like, uh, I'm happy with having their old indie cards, you know, like their Chikara cards yeah. or whatever. I, I don't need to buy... Uh, premium price, but like low end quality, which is what you're getting from these upper deck things. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. You could always buy the singles too. If you go online, you yeah. know, instead. Uh, I will ask you this. So you mentioned that when you found the pod, you found it by accident and that kicked off a lot of not only buying uh, podcast merchandise and podcast figures, but like other stuff as well. What did you collect before the podcast? Like before you even saw that Brian Myers unboxing video, were you buying wrestling figures then or did the podcast kind of awaken that in you? That's a great question. So I didn't buy wrestling figures, but I did buy McFarlane sports figures. You okay. know, the ones that come with the stands, you know, oh, yeah. um, so I had like 12 of like them, like of Aaron Rodgers and like uh, Mets bobbleheads and things like that. I had those type of things, but I didn't have like regular figs. Like, um, you know, I didn't have any figs because I didn't buy any figs. Uh, I wouldn't go to the fig section, like things like that. Like now I can't go to Target without hitting the fig section, yeah. right? Um, but I did not collect any figures. I just collected like, I would say sports memorabilia. Uh, if that's a way to do it. But even yeah. then, like, 
it wasn't like I wasn't like I wouldn't consider myself a collector. I would just consider myself some like somebody who got like I wanted people to know I'm a Packers and Mets fan if they came by my desk. And it made me happy when I was having a bad day to look over at those bobbleheads or whatever. So I always kept my desk around me very positive. Gotcha. Are you you a big uh, like stadium giveaway bobblehead guy or? Yeah. So I actually have like Jacob deGrom's like uh, first um, Cy Young bobblehead. And I went to that game after that year that he had his first Cy Young. And I got that bobblehead and I will like never let it go. Like it's just it's still in the box and everything. I just have it like and uh, it's been everywhere with me in the last like five years, six years. I'm a big uh, stadium giveaway bobblehead guy. I'll have to take a picture of uh, my collection. Uh, I keep them in box because I'm a obsessive mint on box guy, even when it's a bobblehead. Got it. Um, Got it. But I am a Yankee fan. So I was going to uh, ask you, what are your teams? What's that? What oh, are your I, teams? Uh, Yankees and Steelers. Uh, oh, okay. okay. I, I'm not a basketball or hockey guy. But Same what I was going to get. Same here. I have, uh, I'm trying to think, I, I may have a couple Mets bobbleheads uh, because for whatever reason, I don't understand it, considering the fact that George Costanza was the assistant <laughs> to the traveling secretary of the New York Yankees, uh, the fact that the New York Mets get so many Seinfeld bobbleheads drives yep. crazy. So I have, uh, there was a Seinfeld night maybe two seasons ago at, at Shea that I have yep. a Jerry Seinfeld bobblehead from. And I have a Keith Hernandez bobblehead of him pointing at the second spitter. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if that was a Mets giveaway or a Mets minor league affiliate giveaway. It, it might have been a Brooklyn Cyclones giveaway. Yeah, that might be yes. it. Yeah. Uh, as I yes. know, they go crazy with the 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 Seinfeld bobbleheads. So. The Cyclones, they uh, so like. When the Cyclones first came out, it was the first time we had a team. I'm from Brooklyn. I, I was raised in Brooklyn my whole life until um, I was 24, and then I moved to Long Island. And um, Brooklyn, that was the first time we had a professional sports team. And we're only a borough, right? We're one out of the five boroughs. So we're like a tiny city. And for us to have a team again was huge. And that happened, like I believe, right after 9-11. Um, or right before 9-11 happened. And my dad had got uh, front row seats and he split them, uh, season tickets, I mean, front row seats on the dugout. So I saw a lot of guys like Angel Pagan and like like just a bunch of like guys that came up like, uh, or if they were rehabbing, like I I met and saw every one of them, like Beltran, Reyes, like all those guys. So, man, I, I have love for the Cyclones, and they make uh, – people are surprised by this, but the um, the best giveaways are the ones at the lower uh, affiliates. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I live maybe 20 minutes away from where the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders play, and that's the New oh, York East wow. AAA affiliate. Yes. So. Yeah, I saw yeah. a lot, probably almost two years worth of multiple Aaron Judge games. You know, that's and, cool. 
Well, uh, you know, whenever like Jeter was down rehabbing back in the day or stuff like that, I'd go yes, to those games. Yes. A-Rod, uh, we have a casino not far away. So whenever A-Rod was playing, there'd always be a big to-do that they'd have to have a VIP room set up at the casino for him to play uh, poker with some high rollers. I was not in there, sadly, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I tried. Wow, that's cool. That's really cool, man. That's like, so, that's cool uh, stuff. Now, you mentioned like you weren't really collecting wrestling figures much before the pod. And I'll be honest with you, I'm in the same boat. Um, I grew up on Hasbro's, and I had all of my Lucy's that I just sold in one big lot probably a year before the major pod became a thing. Oh. So uh, they were heavily played for. There was a lot of click, click, boom in those figures. So, that, you know, <laughs> um, But I still probably sold them on pennies on the dollar. And when I bought my house, I did a huge figure purge because I was a big collector of figures in the 90s. Um, But when I bought my house, I was just like, I went to my local toy store slash comic book store and I was just like, just take it, you know, just give me something for it. I want it out of here. And I sold tons and tons of mint on card jacks figures, which was what I had lots of from the 90s. And the only thing I kept from my collection uh, was uh, the ECW figures, what, uh, original San Francisco toy makers. Uh, I had an RVD. The one Brian has hanging yep. up on his wall. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I have an RVD and a Shane Douglas that I kept. I kept a WCW uh, Roddy Piper figure. And wow. the, and the, the Holy Grail and the only real good wrestling figure that I had left over was a mint on card and i mean mint like pristine out of the factory uh sean michaels hasbro because sean's always been my guy Um, got it so before i discovered the podcast major pod uh because of my co-host from at odds with wrestling joe sposto he he would listen to it and he would reference it and he's friends with brian myers so that's how we got into that and i started listening to the pod and then the pandemic happened and then I started buying wrestling figures. And now <laughs> I have, I don't know if you've ever seen the pictures. Uh, I've occasionally posted them uh, in the group. But not only do I have a section of the house where the Detolfs are, but then I have a separate toy room that is completely out of space. So I, I don't oh know if you've gosh. ever seen the pictures, but it, it's, I'm a mint on card guy. So it's hard to keep everything in the boxes and, and have it fit. Yep. But you know, obviously you bought a lot of stuff. Do you have a toy room? Do you have a display? What's the situation like at so your height of collecting question. and then now? So that's a great question. So no, I do not. And that was part of the reason why I had to purge everything because in the house that we're in now, I don't have enough room to have a, my own room. Um, and I had everything in the garage and I had plans to turn the garage into like a man cave, but it's just not, um, it's just something that like will take a long time. And I have every, literally I have everything in my garage, uh, of my collection and it's in the box. And some of the things I had opened like previous, uh, I have as well still like some Lucy's and things like that. Uh, but no, I don't have anything set up. The only thing that I have is in my room. It's in my corner and on top of my dresser, I have, have like a bunch of posters on the wall and a bunch of figs on the wall and some micro brawlers from the major pod. Mm. And I have, I have like some of my favorite figures on top of my dresser. 
and that's about it. Um, and I used that as my backdrop from when we did the Shawnee and Sal shoot the shit podcast. Um, that was my backdrop because I wanted people to know like, Hey, I have, you know, I'm a collector too. Uh, but I don't have like, I, I didn't have a place for these, uh, figures to go. So I kept buying them, buying them. And like in my head, like I was freaking out. Cause I'm like, when am I going to be able to display these? Like other people do. Cause like, I, I love how other people have them displayed. I just don't have the room for it, you know? And, um, yeah. That is like a big thing for me, but then like, uh, I think I want to say this cause I think it's super important to bring awareness to this. I think collecting and a mind of a collector is very toxic sometimes. And, uh, I would buy one. Like if I bought something, I had to buy two or three of them because I'm mint on card. And like, that is not a healthy way to look at things, you know, like, let's just be honest. And I, it took me and Sal talking about that. And sometimes like we feel pressure from people to keep going. And like, even when I started selling stuff, people were joking like, Oh, are you leaving? Is there something wrong? Like there's nothing wrong with selling away your collection. If you want to, right. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with not with only getting one instead of three figures. Like there's nothing wrong with saying to yourself, I'm out of this. Like, uh, listen, this fear, a fear of missing out kick in sometimes. Absolutely. But like, I went through this whole last like eight months, like, and I, I was like, Oh, I'm never going to be able to do it. Like I'll never be able to just see a launch and like not buy something. Right. But I did it and I did it easily. And then it started getting easier and easier. And I just want people out there to know, like as much as you guys are collectors and I love I love collecting. I love it. You just have to make sure that you stick to the rules and like do the best that you can to stick to your rules and don't worry about what other people think. Cause 99% of the time, nobody else sees your collection besides you anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. just do my advice. Like, and what I'm leading up to is my advice is do whatever makes you happy, collect whatever way that makes you happy, whether that be one, two or three or whatever. Um, but do what makes you happy. And as long as it doesn't make you broke, that's the only thing that you should care about, whether, you know, it makes you happy or, you know, you're spending, you know, you're starting to take out credit cards to buy things like don't do that, please. Like, <laughs> like, it's why didn't you not... give me this advice like two years ago? <laughs> well, this is the thing. Nobody is going to give you that advice in this community because yeah. everybody is scared to say it. And like, I'm not scared to say it. I don't care. Like if people come at me like, oh, well, you're not a a collector like okay then i won't be a collector but i'm telling you what it is like i'm telling you that it's not healthy to buy three of everything I, it's not it's not healthy um is it like is it cool yes it's so cool because like you you uh like think about the moms back then who like who bought two of everything and now they had stuff to sell you know or they hit a jackpot right mm -hmm. like you know those moms were like above and beyond or whatever uh they were doing it for their kids but people are doing it now and just letting it sit and i don't know man i just i felt like i need to say that whenever i get on the podcast because i don't think that we get a lot of like mental health like 
check-ins with the collecting community, if that makes sense. That's one of the things I'll actually give you a lot of credit for, Shawnee, because there's a lot of people use the Major Pod Facebook group as like a place to be like, hey, I'm not having a great day or, you know, got fired at work or, you know, things aren't working out great at home. And you're one of the first people to reach out to them and like offer positivity and support and say, hey, DM me, you know, reach out. Here's my number. You know, give me a call. We'll talk. So uh, like a lot of people will be like, oh, Shawnee's just being nice to to get over, which I think is bullshit. But I, I like to tease you about that. Uh, <laughs> yes. But you are genuine about that. And you are somebody who when you say don't spend outside your means or don't you know let other people influence you you're genuinely sincere about that you're not a carny piece of shit like me (laughs) (laughs) i just don't want anybody to to because it's never worth it right like no matter what fomo you're having it's never worth it to go into debt for toys right like you could be spending that money elsewhere and and saving it up or whatever but like I just think like I've I've known people that have spent their last dollar on toys that they had for the week. And like, that's something that kills me because I just hate to see that. And I'm not telling people how to spend their money, but I'm just saying like, if you have to choose between eating or a toy, come on, man. Like it's a, just <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's literally like a brain science, you know? But yes, I am nice. Cause I, I, I truly love this group as a family. And I think sometimes People like I don't know where that word started like to get over. I know we're a wrestling group and I get that. But yeah. like I don't know like what personalities in the group, like like what people started trying to get over, as they say, because I never tried to get over once. I've been nothing but myself in this group since the moment I've got in the group. So if if people are ever trying to say that I do things to get over they are completely out of left field wrong um, because, like I said, if you ask anybody who knew me or knows me my whole life, this is who I am. I yeah. check up on people to make sure they're okay. Like, you know, and uh, like I said, I look at the, the, the pod like a family. So a lot, you know, there's members in here. I've, I've, I've been able – I do mortgages, and I was able to – you know, get their loan for their first home for like four major marks, you know, yeah. helping major marks parents buy their first house, ha- you know, second house, you know, things like that. And you can't replace that feeling of helping somebody with anything. I don't care who you are. There's no better feeling than helping somebody and, and, you know, having them, you know, smile or cry to you that you just made their whole day or, you know, whatever better. And people, <laughs> you know, what's funny, Adam, people, I, I want people to know this cause I don't share these things, but I've literally got people to stop using drugs. Like I was on the phone with this one kid for like literally night after night for like hours uh, messaging him over and over, making sure he was okay. And now he's clean for like a year and he's off drugs. Like, you know, uh, people break up, uh, you know, message me like, 
you know, I don't have to message these people back. Like, I don't have to message anybody back. But I do it because I truly love the community and I love these people. And I would want someone to answer me if I was in that situation. No, I mean, that that's awesome. That's really impressive. And thank you for sharing that, you know. Just to go back to what you were saying before about buying multiples of stuff, just to kind of put some levity on this. Uh, are you saying I should not have purchased my third and fourth <laughs> Amazon exclusive AEW Orange Cassidy Wardlow Thunder Rosa pack? Because uh, I bought numbers three and four today. <laughs> I think that if that makes you happy and you have enough funds to do it where it doesn't put you out, Adam, mm. then I'm completely fine with it. But if it overextends you and you're doing it for a reason that doesn't, you know, doesn't, I don't want to say make sense, but like yeah. if you're doing it for a reason that isn't a good reason, then I would have uh, preservations about it. Yeah. Well, I think this is a good opportunity to mention patreon.com slash at odds wrestling at odds wrestling.com. We're home of our merch store. Uh, every contribution <laughs> helps. Uh, sign up today. Uh, sign up, guys. <laughs> yeah. So I, Patreon, I, I love I, just to let you know, I support Patreon and the podcasting world and all that stuff. What you guys do what the boys do. Uh, I support. I, I love it. I, lo I listen to so many podcasts. And uh, people don't realize how hard it is to run your own podcast. They don't know. Yeah. I feel like I, I joke to some of my friends that don't do podcasting that I'm becoming the most prolific podcaster that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to put it, right? Yes. Yeah. But like you mentioned responding to messages. So like I, I message you a lot of times. I, I have gotten some flack in the major pod group, uh, maybe from one of the hosts uh, for being too negative in the past. And uh, people say I've been bullied by uh, one of the hosts. And I disagree. And I say that sometimes I just butt heads because I'm very similar to Broski in a lot of ways. But I do message you every once in a while when I want to so, so discontent and, and, and start a coup. And, and you listen and you put up with my nonsense. But let me ask you this. What's one of your least favorite things about the Facebook group? Other than people spending beyond their means or, or maybe encouraging somebody to not to buy stuff when they shouldn't. I have to say, I think this is probably the best question anybody's ever asked me. Um, the least important. So the least thing I like about the group, about the podcast group, the yeah. least thing that I like about the podcast group is that I feel that if you ever disagree with the boys, that it feels like an army comes after you. And I don't think that should be that way. And I think that everybody should be allowed their opinion, whether it's right or wrong or indifferent, as long as they're not causing trouble and being a, 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 a like a troublemaker. And, and some people, they know what they're doing and they're, they're like, riling up people and they'll post something just to get riled, the boys riled up or the poster that, riled up. That might've been me a year ago, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. But like those be like, listen, and I know Adam, I know you're, the thing is like, I know your personality enough where yeah. I know you're joking. Some people aren't joking. Yeah. No, I hear you. And they cause issues. And like, I remember one time I forgot what it was, but like I disagreed with, uh, oh, it was with the whole thing with SDL when the when SDL refused to hug me and uh, that whole thing went down. 
And, uh, bro, like, some of the most white knight behavior ever came out. Like, I'm thinking in my head, like, guys, you weren't even there. Like, I never complain about anything in this group. And I'm telling you, she made me feel like I was a piece of shit. And it's in the past now. But, like, that night I drove home and I felt like the, like, I can't even explain to you how I felt. Like, because I'm a New Yorker, man. We hug every, like, I hug everybody. Like, mm -hmm. I hug my mom. I hug anybody I meet, I hug them, you know? And it, it's never that, like, creepy. And, and, the, and, and for anybody that wants to debate me on this, I would love to do it. Because she even, like, popped for me the week before. We had been messing around through jokes, like, the whole time. And, like, she, she not that I met her before, she knew who I was. But, like, the boys vouched for me. She knows I'm not a creep. So, to me, it was just, like, very weird, the whole thing. And, um... You know, uh, and like I said, I let it, it's in the past now. I don't hold anything against her. I wish her well. Uh, but like I said, it just, you know, the, the joking and stuff had to end at that point. Cause I, I, I felt like she might've thought I was serious when I never was, yeah. you know? Um, and it, that, you know, sometimes the lines can get crossed, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess it, and it goes back to what you were saying about kind of knowing the person and their intent. Like every time I'd see the, uh, the semi-daily courtship photos or photoshops or whatever of you and, and SDL. I popped huge for it, but I never once thought that it was in any way creepy. Maybe that's an indictment on myself, but that I was like, oh, that's totally normal behavior. No, you're not alone, Adam. Yeah. A lot of people didn't think it was because they know yeah. me. I'm married. I love my wife. Like, she's the yeah. most beautiful person in the world. I would never, ever do anything like that, you know? And... I think, to be honest, if you want my honest opinion, if Matt was there and he was in there, like when I when she came and saw me, I don't think that would have happened. I think it would have went way smoother, you know. But oh, Matt wasn't you. there, and she just she didn't want anything to do with me. She was like, "I just want to go smoke with my fucking friends," you know. Keep buying my shit. That's what she told me. So, okay. um, yeah. So that's it. But listen, I wish her the best. She she got the Cardona rub. And uh, that that's all she needed, right? Like Cardona's rub is impeccable. Like right now, there's nobody else you would want to get a rub from in the yeah. Indies. So she's doing well. I wish her well. She has the products out. Like I've commented on a couple of things since then. Uh, you know, I don't care if she doesn't like me or not, but this is just the truth that I'm telling you. And if you don't like my truth, then don't listen, you know? Yeah. I'm going to be very respectful in case any major marks are listening to this, and hopefully they are. But uh, when WWE released a bunch of people a couple weeks ago, uh, and obviously it's the first big round of releases since the pandemic, and, you know, obviously Broski tweeted out like, hey, if you're released, you know, don't let this be the end of things. Bet on yourself. Work harder. All that stuff. And SDL tweeted out something similar saying that, like, look, if I can do it after being released from WWE, then so can you. And a lot of people I know, we, we saw that tweet and we looked at each other and be like, well, these people getting released aren't going to become Broski's valet. You know, yep. so. Yep, yep. It's 100% uh, true. Yeah. So maybe, you know, temper your expectations on what she was able to do on her on her own air quotes you know yeah, I, I, i've you. seen her give broski credit but i feel like it's never enough because it can't like it, it it can't be and and like i i i don't i didn't mean to bring her up but i just want oh, sure, to I got know you. like what happened but like 
uh, like she is talented and she has the presence and she can be great. But I just think in my, like in, in my personal opinion, um, I just think that uh, like you, I don't know. It's just, it, it, you have to have like, uh, you, uh, I don't know, man. It's like, when you look at everybody that WWE cut, right? It's usually for a reason, whether it's money or talent or whatever the case may be. And uh, when you see somebody that was cut, most likely for talent purposes, right? Like I'm sure they weren't paying her a bunch of money, right? Mm. Um, you know, you see that character. Now she went from being like a nobody, which she was a nobody. I didn't know her uh, to Matt Cardona's heater. And now she's, she's well known because she's connected to the Cardona name. And like Chelsea didn't need that. Chelsea can go on and do her own, uh, you know, uh, and she doesn't need Matt. Right. Like, so we're like, and this is no knock on SDL. I'm just telling you how it is. I think if S if Matt ever went back to WWE and SDL doesn't go, I think her momentum dies then right mm-hmm. there and then. But hey, I'm not a wrestling critic, so I don't know. But that's just my opinion on it, right? Like, yeah, I remember watching NXT and like obviously when Steph Delander showed up on the Indies, I had no idea that I had seen her a bunch of times on NXT as Persia Parada because I used to refer to her as Indy Hartwell's friend. I'd be like, it's Indy and Indy's friend. (laughs) Just because I'm terrible with names and I just didn't know who she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I never watched NXT before that, so I had no idea. So like most of us did, like... Most of us, and 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 I don't care. Like, unless you're watching NXT every week, nobody knew who she was. But listen, I'm happy for her, and I wish her nothing but success. And I really mean that. Like, I really wish her nothing oh, sure. but success. Just because we didn't get along that night, like she could have had a. I, she said she had a bad night the night before, or whatever. And I totally get that. Um, but like, I went to the show to meet her. Like, I literally drove an hour each way just to meet her and get a picture. And, like, that was the total opposite way I pictured in my head that it would go. And it was, like, so disappointing to me. But I hope other people have amazing uh, experiences with her. And I'm sure that they do. Uh, and uh, and that's it. That's all I have to say about her. Yeah. You know? Honestly, you combine both of us. We're one millionth, is that the proper way of saying it? As famous as she is. So, like, we have... Yeah. No- yeah. We can't comment, but we're just yeah, giving our personal yeah. opinions. But exactly, it's just our opinion. That's it, you know. So I'm going to just shift things back a little bit to a little bit less serious of a thing. Recently, you you mentioned earlier that you were selling off a lot of your major pod stuff, some stuff that you might have bought out of impulse or just out of fandom, and you raffled off Brian Myers' YouTube plaque, and yes. you refused to rig the raffle in my favor, which hurt me deeply. <laughs> uh, I, I tried numerous times. I offered to doctor the footage. And <laughs> you would not allow it, even though I was going to cut you in significantly. And uh, I just want you to know that I'm hurt. I'm hurt by that. 
You weren't the only one who was trying to get me to do that. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, man, it's funny. Like, uh, I did sell the plaque. Um, I wanted it to go to a better home. It was sitting in my, you know, in my room and and collecting dust. And I just wanted somebody to have it that would appreciate it. And I spent $1,500 on that thing. And I spent too much on it. But I didn't think that... Because what ha- what really fucked me on that was that when I bought mine, I bought it directly from Brian, and they ordered an extra one. So when they sold the extra one on whatnot, it only went for like five hundred, six hundred dollars. So like my right there, right then and there, I was screwed because I knew I wasn't gonna be able to get fifteen hundred. I end up getting a thousand for it, but like I I wouldn't. I knew I wasn't going to recoup that extra 500, right? Like I knew it was going to sell for less than what I paid for it. So I held on to it because I'm like, ah, but then I'm thinking in my head, like I'm being selfish because like somebody could have this and they would really cherish it. So bro, the guy that ended up winning it is in UK and I didn't realize he was in UK because I I don't have any prejudice against like shipping to other states besides that it costs a shit a shit ton of money you know yeah uh, other countries I mean not states and uh, and it uh, the kid he, he won and he's like hey I, I I said hey congrats you won and he's like hey I'm in England does that matter and I'm like no you won of course it doesn't like I I, I sh- like I didn't even think about it right so I'm like shit now I gotta pay for extra shipping too so I'm losing more money I gotta um, ask so- how much did it cost to ship to the UK it was like seventy dollars to ship <laughs> so uh so I shipped it. Uh, and he got it. He thanked me. Uh, but he ended up winning that for $10. That's crazy. So like the raffles can be used in a really good way. If you don't, if you're not like a scamming asshole, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so, and like I said, I tried, I tried, <laughs> it didn't work. I probably didn't find your price. That's my problem. And I will work harder next time. So <laughs> And that's a situation that really sucks because there were so many people that put money in that I wanted to see win. But, like, I, you know, I can't give it to everybody, obviously, right? You know, it's not a relic card. I can't cut it up and make a relic card out of it like Brodsky. You, you, know? you can't print multiple <laughs> one-of-one rookie yeah. cards. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Broski, uh, you have been building a brand behind Broski's back, and you you went from being an outspoken personality in the Facebook group to becoming your own podcasting personality. So Shawnee and Sal shoot the shit with Sal Licata, like a real honest-to-God professional broadcaster. What the hell is he doing slumming with you, and how did that podcast start? <laughs> That's what I thought too uh, yeah. originally. Um, I'm like, what? I got a message. So one day I'm just sitting, minding my own business. It's like August um, of 2022, and I get a message from uh, Sal Licata. And I, I've I've listened to Sal. I've listened to WFAN for years. So my dad always listened to it, and when we were in the car, and I just grew up on it. Um, and I used to listen to Mike and the Mad Dog for years. Um, you know, all the shows. Um, and Sal messages me and he says, Shawnee, would you have any interest in doing a podcast? Hope all is well, or something like that along those lines. And I looked at the message and I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I go to my wife. I'm like, Sal Licata 
just asked me to do a podcast with them. And she goes, who? Because <laughs> even though the males know him in New York, the, the females don't, you know? Yeah. Um, and if you don't listen to the radio, you wouldn't know who he was either. But he's actually a very, very famous uh, co-host. I, I, I mean, co uh, a radio host in New York. And he's been on the radio for 20 years almost. So, um, like, all together with his, like... Uh, uh, internship and everything like that for Mike and the Mad Dog. Uh, he's been at WFAM for literally 20 years. So uh, anyway, we end up uh, coming up with the name. Uh, September comes around. We film episode one. Uh, I loved it. People loved it. We had great views. We were getting like almost like 400 views an episode between everything, between like YouTube and uh, audio and all that stuff. We were getting like 400 roughly uh, between it all. And uh, it was so exciting to see the numbers keep climbing. And then Sal had told me, Shawnee, I might be getting a, a new job at the station. I can't say anything yet, but it might affect our podcast. And um, I'm like, hey, no problem. If, if this means that you're going to do better in life, who yeah. cares about the podcast? Like we do this for free. Like, you know, with hopes to maybe, uh, you know, maybe get on like uh, maybe the major pod or something like that and get paid for it one day. Right. Um, that were that was our hopes of that podcast. So then Sal ended up it coming out that Craig Carton had left the station and Sal ended up getting promoted to the midday show. And that is a huge, huge promotion for Sal. And I'm so proud of him. And he works his ass off and always has. And uh, he deserves it more than anybody. And uh, he's so talented, man. Like, just doing a podcast with him, like, I'm so, like, rough around the edges that, like, I need somebody like him to do it with me because he's so polished. Yeah. I, I don't want to draw too many parallels. Like, obviously, for listeners of At Odds, like, Joe has been a professional podcaster slash color commentator for since podcasts were invented. And much like you, I was just some random guy who never did it that he reached out to and was like, Hey, do you want to do a wrestling podcast? And that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. How weird that is like, and, and like, like right now I'm obviously one of the best podcasters who's ever done it. But when I started, I was complete dog shit, you know, and yeah, uh, yeah, it was yeah, very yeah. embarrassing. Like don't ever go back and listen to the early episodes unless <laughs> I've had a chance to edit them, which I do with the vintage at odd show on the Patreon. But uh, I feel you that like you have to sink or swim a lot of times and being on a podcast with somebody who's like so much better than you. And I mean yeah, that in the yeah. best way that of forces course, you to like, you know, adapt and, you know, just up your game, you know? Yeah. Like when people are like, when, and then people started giving us feedback, like, like, like from the first episode you watch me and I'm saying a lot of like things like the word like, and the word, you know, a lot, which I still do. And I'm trying to get better at, but when I, started to realize that I started to get sharper, like things that like the way that, that, Sal wouldn't let me keep going for too long and like on to the next combo, like things like that. I noticed, and uh, it was just man. And now I became like Sal's one of my best friends now, you know. Yeah. And uh, 
And he's like literally like one of the best people I know. And uh, I'm so grateful that he messaged me because I would have never thought he would have wanted to do that with me, you know? And this is like what I mean when you like you, you have to put who you are out there and some people don't want to do that. And that's fine. You don't have to, but like when you're trying, like to me, like I want people to know who I am, like a full fledged know who I am because I've learned that when people know who like because sometimes I come off strong and like people don't like that but that's who I am and I feel like once they get to know me they don't they realize that I wasn't coming on strong it's just who I am and that's why I'm always myself because I don't want anyone to ever second guess who I am because who I am is who I am and I'll never change that's yeah. so that's if I if I explain that I don't even know what I said just there. Hundred percent. Yeah. If that made sense, uh, yeah, I, I hope it did for the audience. But I believe it did, and I, I'm a big fan of Sal. Like I'm not a Mets guy, so I, I don't quite agree with him eye to eye with everything he says. But I'm a fan <laughs> of his. I was a fan of the podcast when it was when it I was do. on. And I I actually sold Sal a figure once. So uh, oh wow, that's yeah. <laughs> do you remember what figure it was? It was. Uh, do you remember when there it was a Target exclusive Colonel Mustafa figure when they were really yes. hard to find? Uh, yes. I found like a honey hole of like ten of them, and wow. I put them up in the group. And I think I I sold Brian one. I sold uh, Sal one. I sold some other people. Uh, I should have sold that's all awesome. of them. I held on to like mine, and now it's not worth anything. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, now, obviously, the the Sal and Shawnee show sadly has come to an end. You mentioned yep. because of the fact that uh, Sal got the promotion. Are you sure it's not because of the 1989 Radio Shack headset that you used to record the pod? <laughs> You're such a fucking cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> So, mind you, this headset has been with me for like four years, by the way, right? (laughs) uh, I love this headset so much. I listen to everything. I have this headset on like 99% of the day and uh, so bad, like I feel like it's attached to me. And when I'm without it, I feel naked. (laughs) Is it uh, a Tandy or a Texas Instruments? What brand? No, it's... It's it's actually a new brand. Um, number one, it's it cost me two hundred fifty dollars. This is my second pair that I owned. Uh, the other pair was black, and it's called the Jabra, uh, and it's for people who work uh, on their phone a lot. So when I if I go like this, it not only mutes it, but it also picks up my calls. So if I'm if I'm not on the phone and I have this up and I put it down, it'll pick up my phone automatically. So okay. being a mortgage broker, I need that. So that's why. But <laughs> I didn't think they looked that old. But now you got me rethinking it. <laughs> it it's from afar. They do look old. Like it, the glowing <laughs> gives it away that they're new. You know, because everything now yes, has yes. lights on it. But yep, from yep. afar, it does look a little old. I just wanted bro, to. Bro, that made me laugh it. so hard, bro. I was not expecting that. That was great. <laughs> Excellent. So obviously, Shawnee and Sal has come to we'll say a hiatus for now. We you know, did it's like a, thirty. We did like thirty episodes, and then Sal got the 
you okay. know, we left off with like, hey, we never know what's going to happen, but for now we're not doing it, you know? Yeah. And so the next thing I know, I'm looking at the Facebook group, I'm looking at Twitter, and I see you interacting with Ryback, of all people. What the hell is going on there? <laughs> so this is like even crazier. This is why I say like everything happens for a reason. Because I didn't even know who Ryback was, really. Um, <laughs> like, I had no idea. And, like, this is not – I've told him this to his face. Like, he, you know, I, he knows my whole – he knows that I, I didn't watch him and all that stuff. So I'm on YouTube again, right? And I see this, uh, this like, stalker guy named Chase is, like – abusing this guy named Ryback and like not abusing him but like he's going at like he's telling them like I'm gonna kill your mom and I'm gonna kill your family and like bro the shit that this guy said was like insane and I'm it's like 30 minutes long and I'm like yo I have to listen to this guy's show like what goes on during this show that this guy is that mad at Ryback right mm. so I started tuning in with my friend John Pena as well uh, shout out to John um, who's also a member of the major pod, he started listening with me because I was like, bro, look at this. Like, this is crazy. And what, what do you know? The next day we listen and the guy calls in again. And he makes like these Twitter profiles so fast. And then if Ryback blocks him, he he was coming back, right? And like calling in and like hiding his voice and then coming out that it was him or whatever. And he said some vile vile shit and all because yeah if you go look it up on youtube you just put like chase and ryback and it'll come up but like no i don't care what you think of a human being like nobody should ever ever threaten like somebody the way that this kid threatened ryback like and uh it's to the point where like now there's a whole case on it and there's like feds involved and the guy is actually facing like two to 15 years in jail and uh they actually have him in nevada right now because that's you know ryback lives in vegas um and he's being uh he's in jail literally currently so uh like he's being he's waiting for court uh but that's how i found his show and then guess what 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 happens next i start to call in right so i start to call in i don't know him he doesn't know me we fucking hit it off the first time we spoke. Me and Ryback were on the phone for like he he was he has this mentality which I love. It's my show. I could say whatever I want and I'll have whoever I want for as long as I want on my show. So he would he bro the first time I had was on for like 40 minutes and I'm like, oh my god, is this guy gonna ever shut me off? Like most people take the call and they stop. And he just we just kept like bonding and bonding. Next day I call back. We kept bonding and bonding because he kept getting, like, these stupid questions like, are you going to come back to WWE? And, like, I was asking him, like, things that weren't about his career and interesting stuff. And, like, people were like, who's this big uh, sausage? That's what they call me on the pod, the big sausage. He started calling <laughs> me the big sausage. He was like, who's this big sausage guy? Now I basically co-host with him the Ryback show. Um, so I call in at the beginning of the show. He does his, like, little rant before he lets me on uh he gets me on right away and we take calls together we you know we we go over what happened the last week uh it's on every saturday at 12 30 uh p.m eastern standard time 
and uh, 9.30 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. And uh, it's, man, it's so interesting. Like, I've heard from people that listen every day, like, uh, every every time we go on, every Saturday, that they really love it and enjoy it. And I think that um, there's a lot of Ryback hate out there because of what uh, CM Punk had said about him. And, you know, saying that he was dangerous and whatnot. But that stuff is like, and and not if you have any doubts about Ryback, go on his TikTok and look at his uh, his um, videos. He explains everything you never need to know, and he's never lied to me once. And I've seen proof of everything that he stated to me. So I just want to go out there on a limb and say that I've never caught him in a lie on what he said anything to me, and I've seen proof of multiple things that he said. Uh, that I could tell you that is correct. So, yeah, that's how I met Ryback. <laughs> and um, we're obviously this is going to be an audio podcast, but you can see me, Shawnee. This is my shocked face. The Phil <laughs> from Chicago is a liar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, since when? Like, tell me when I'm telling lies. I didn't know that CM Punk was capable of being a bold-faced liar, but uh, I believe yep. it. You know, I completely yep. believe it. There, so. Uh, well, let me ask you this. So He's obviously, a, you're doing... we call him Fragile Phil, by the way. That's what Ryback <laughs> calls him, Fragile Phil. <laughs> I mean, both mentally and physically, that would apply. Yes, you know, absolutely. So, uh, other than the show with Ryback, uh, Big Sausage. Let me ask you this: what is what is the next step? Obviously, you have a shoot job. Uh, yeah, you, you're doing the show with Ryback. But what if you could? Write your own ticket. What is the next step for for Shawnee Caulfield? Is it another podcast? Would you want to get involved in wrestling in some aspects? Uh, I, I think you'd make a good. Uh, I think you could turn heel and be a good heel manager. I'd like to see that. But like, what's next for Shawnee? Thank you uh, for the compliments, and uh, I really appreciate you and for having me on the podcast and everything. Uh, it's a, a great question. Uh, I, I want to be. Uh, I, so this is where I'm at. I want to be a part of wrestling in some way. I think that wrestling is filled with people with egos, but people that have a lot of insecurities. And I don't know if I want to be wrapped up in that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, if I could be a part of wrestling and keep that life separate from my personal life, I would, if I, if that there's a way that's possible, I would love to do that. Um, I don't know if that's possible, but I would definitely love to be like a heel manager or something like that. <laughs> like I just see it right now. Like people would hate my guts. Like, and I think it would be so funny. Um, Cause that, like I said, that kind of stuff, like, some people I wonder, like, why don't you like me? Like, I felt that way before. Like, like you don't even know me. How could you not like me, you know? And uh, But, like, when it comes to, like, wrestling and stuff, like, I would love to do something like that. Um, I have been doing TikTok battles for, like, a week now. Uh, Ryback's been doing it, too. Uh, he was the one that put me onto it. And basically what it is is, like, you have – uh, your team, like, so I go live, people watch me and stuff. And, uh, and like, I'll just be hanging out at my house or whatever I'm doing and like entertaining people, um, playing music, whatever. And then I battle other people on TikTok. and what your people, they give you gifts. So like, they'll spend like, let's say $10 
and they'll get like a thousand coins. And when you're facing the other people, they can gift you coins so you beat the other person, right? Yeah. So every match is five minutes. So I've been doing that recently. So if you ever want to, uh, you can get me on TikTok, Shawnee Caulfield on TikTok. I'm there. Um, and I see myself doing this podcast with Ryback, hopefully uh, becoming like in a, you know, I, 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 I call myself a co-host, but like, I want to be like official co-host. I don't need my name in the, uh, in the podcast. I don't, I'm not that kind of guy, but, um, it would be, uh, he's mentioned me as the co-host before, but also as a caller that calls in. So I would like, like that to get clarified, but I do love, I, I do love to communicate with wrestling fans and I feel like I was meant to do something where I can entertain people. And I feel like I have the personality that I can do something where I'm entertaining people for, uh, you know, periods of a time and not only do it for fun, but I feel like I can get paid for it as well. And, uh, and that's what, that's what I want to do. I just, I really just want to have fun and I want to enjoy my time on earth cause we don't have a lot of it. And, uh, that's why I'm always smiling and I'm always happy because, like, I'm grateful for, like, the tiniest things, you know? And Absolutely. that's what I tell everybody. Like, if you're in a bad place right now, like, man, like, like you asked me about, like, the wrestling figures. And, like, a lot of people are uh, – they have memories of having, you know, a bunch of wrestling figures at Christmas and, you know, this and that. Like, I didn't have that growing up. Like, we were poor. So, like, uh, yes, did I get, like, some action figures? Yes. But, like, I had, like, the only, like, I remember having a ring. I had the Vince McMahon bone cruncher, uh, the, the Titantron, I'm sorry. The the gray suit Vince McMahon Titantron. So, I didn't have Hasbro's or LJN's or anything like that. I grew up in the 98, 99 era. Uh, I was, like, 8, 9 years old at that point. And, and, I, and I had those couple toys so i had like the bat cave uh i had a ring and i had like a couple of like batman toys and then i had that vince toy and i had a couple others i think i had the rock uh titan tron uh, but that's what made me go so ham when i got back into it because i wanted to feel like how i didn't feel as a kid mm. and uh that's why i went so hard into it and i when i realized that that's when I was able to step back from it and be like, I ha I felt that way. I don't need to feel that anymore. It's not worth spending all this money for, <laughs> especially just to dump the toys in my garage. You know. What I mean? <laughs> so I'm gonna get you out of here on this. I have a series of rapid fire questions. So hopefully either a word answer or a sentence answer, and uh, we're gonna start right now. You ready for it? I'm ready. All right. A grail piece that you'd love to own if money was of no object, whether it be a toy, a collectible, sports memorabilia, something like that. Macho Man Randy Savage, um, WrestleMania robe. Okay. Like an event used robe. Okay. Awesome. Can't go wrong with that. If you could only watch one of the major pod hosts perform ever again, now, nothing bad happened to the other two. They just decided they have enough money. They're going to hang it up. 
but you can choose which one of them you can watch either wrestle, manage, whatever going forward. Who's the one you want to see continue? Broski. And it's not even close. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Interesting. I, I, I love Brian. I love Mark, but they're like Broski enables what's wrestling to me. Like Broski is what wrestling is supposed to be. The funny, uh, the the missing the ref and hitting Steph Delander. Like that, that <laughs> it keeps happening. What, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, like, but that's what wrestling is supposed to be. These guys try to get over by doing these like flips and moves and super kicks. You don't need that stuff. You just need to be able to entertain a crowd. And nobody does that better than Broski. And I feel like Brian and Mark are very underrated and they're great. And Brian is such a great technical wrestler. But when it comes to like entertainment, I would have to say Broski and it's not even close. Yeah. All right. Tell me something about Sal Akata that he wouldn't want you to say into a live mic. That he's a fucking Mark. <laughs> <laughs> he's the biggest Mark I fucking know. Hands down. <laughs> I was going to reach out to him to ask him if he had a question, but because I, I don't know well, I didn't feel like it was right. But I would hope that that would have been the interaction that that you. No, he would have told you. He would have told you to say, "I'm a fucking Mark." I know it. I, I trust me, bro. This is this is all we do. He he messages me, and he'll be like, "What's up, you Mark ass bitch?" <laughs> uh next question, Danhausen recently tweeted that he is willing to sell the Danhausen gimmick for many human monies. Uh, if we all raise the money, would you be willing to take up the Danhausen gimmick? And would we see any changes to the character? That's a great fucking question. How do you come up with these questions? These are good. Uh, <laughs> yes, I would love to do the Danhausen gimmick. Uh, I would uh, need a face painter because I'm not good at that stuff. But as long as I have my own face painter around, I will absolutely pick up the gimmick. And I think it would be nice to have a rotund Danhausen around. <laughs> you got to get the, the tattoos, though. You got to get the bat wing on the chest. That, I, I have Michelangelo, the Power Rangers. I have a bunch of them, man. I, I, I... <laughs> You're willing to go through it. All right, last question for you, and then we'll allow you to do your plugs. Uh, okay. Why do you keep ducking me when I try to get a mark photo it's been over a year now you're just every time i'm gonna go someplace you're conveniently not there no showing uh, what's your problem man this happened at pandora's right we were i was supposed to go there was at least one other thing too yeah yeah uh I, I you know it's funny having kids is like uh especially on the weekends and like uh we there's a lot of time that like I'll schedule to do something and I have to back out because they have such a crazy schedule. And um, so a lot of the times that will happen and uh, it's nothing personal. I can't wait to meet you. And uh, I've met so many major marks that like, it's crazy how like, there's nothing like the feeling of when you go to an event and you know people that are there already and you didn't think that you would like i can i can't tell you bro when i go to like uh house of glory or gcw like it's so nice to go in there and like know people like even when i didn't like i don't expect to know anybody there and then all of a sudden you got like eight of us hanging out because of the group and that's the beauty of it 
like the beauty of like the major pod group and like being a family and like and realizing like sometimes families fight and like sometimes families don't agree on things and uh i think if people like treated the group that way and everybody treated the group that way i think that uh the group would be like and it's great right now but i think it would be even better on the next level um, and that's how I treat the group. And I know a lot of people do, but not everybody does. And that's okay. You know? Yeah. Well, I look forward to at some point, hopefully in the not too distant future, uh, to be standing outside of a venue, ripping some heaters with you. <laughs> you yes. know, we'll get I, yeah. We're going to smoke a, a, do, a big doobie, man. When I meet you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shawnee, do you have, what are your plugs? Where can we find you on social media? Okay. So you can find me at, um, so Shawnee Caulfield on Facebook, um, at the people's, uh, so this is like, uh, my Instagram is the underscore people's underscore champ 23, uh, Shawnee Caulfield and then TikTok Shawnee Caulfield. Uh, I'll be mostly using TikTok from now on. Uh, and I'm going to be creating content on there. I would love it if you gave me a follow. And that's really it. And that's all, you know, I don't have anything else to plug, but uh, I hope you all, um, you know, give this show a follow and uh, and give it a listen. And uh, I enjoyed this hour and a half with you uh, very much. And I appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming on, Shawnee. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Anytime, brother. Have a great day, man. Thanks, everyone, for listening to an Adam Van special exclusive to the Ad Odds with Wrestling Patreon. If you're new to the show, thanks for stopping by and giving us a listen. A new episode of our main show, At Odds With Wrestling, drops each and every Thursday night around midnight. We're so much more than a weekly wrestling recap show, and we're available wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. But we also offer a Patreon where for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. However, for $5 a month, you'll have access to shows like this, as well as At Odds Homework, where we review past wrestling events or movie starring wrestlers or whatever the heck we assign each other. Or also Conversations with Joe, where Joe Sposto sits down with professional wrestlers and super fans to talk about Chikara and other things that they experienced together back in the day. So much more than that. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing. If you didn't enjoy this episode, please subscribe for $10 a month as a way of protesting with your wallet because that'll really show me. And if I get a bunch of $10 subscribers, I won't do any more of these. All right. Thanks again, everyone. We'll see you all next time. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network. The Lamborghini of Podcast Network.